What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends Andrew, Drew, and Sarah for You Awaken in a Strange Place, a fully improvised role-playing game for four players, designed by Jacob Andrews. You Awaken in a Strange Place is a fully improvised one-shot tabletop RPG that requires zero preparation and only a few hours of time. Follow the game's instructions to determine the setting, the characters, and all the details of world building on the fly. Get right into the good stuff of playing fun characters with your fun friends. It's fun. You can find out more information about You Awaken in a Strange Place and download your own copy on itch.io. I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. Episode's special guests are Andrew Rojas and Drew Saplin from Rooster Teeth's The Most, a podcast where the hosts Andrew and Drew discover more about their friends by asking them the most questions. You can check out all the past episodes of The Most on roosterteeth.com and follow the show on Twitter at The Most I was lucky enough to be on their show a few times and I would highly recommend checking out the episode where I ran for them, Grant Howitt's Jason Statham's Big Vacation, as a one-shot. It was super, super fun. As the game breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I'll go through each section before each part of the one-shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So we're playing a game called You Awaken in a Strange Place, which is designed by a person called Jacob Andrews. It's an interesting one because I've done zero prep for this. So instantly I feel terrified as a result. (laughs) The first thing I'd like you all to do for me is roll 2d6 and let me know what numbers you get. So to start, let's establish the setting. players must each roll 2d6 and check their results. The player with the highest roll must silently think of a genre. The player with the middle roll must silently think of an adjective. And the player with the lowest roll must silently think of a location. Once every player has decided, they state their choice out loud, in the order they've rolled. So use your dice rollers, use physical dice, whatever, but just let me know what the number is that you get. Five and one. So six. Six for Drew. Yep. Five and two. So Sarah gets seven. Five and five. Ten. All right. So Andrew, Sarah, and Drew. That is the order we're going in. Now, <laughs> this is a scary bit. Andrew, with the highest number, I want you to silently think of a genre. And it can be, and I'm going to say this now, as niche as you want it to be. <laughs> But it can also be as varied as you want to be. So it could just be sci-fi, it could be fantasy, it could be film noir, anything like that. So think of a genre and keep it to yourself. Sarah, as a sort of middle role, I want you to think of an adjective, so a describing word or anything like that. 
do feel free to Google one if you're not 100% sure, because I had to do that in the, in the game when we played it as well. And then finally, Drew, with the lowest number, I want you to think of a location, and it can be literally any location. It could be something based on Earth, like a real-life location, or it could be just something that you're like, oh, I like the sound of this. So have a quick think. I'll give you about maybe, I'll give you 30 seconds to have a think of it, if need be. Tick, 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 tick. Insert some, uh, you know, <laughs> high energy, yeah, yeah, yeah thinking the, music. The uh, Jeopardy theme music, absolutely. Exactly. That's what I will do. I will do. You got it, Drew? I'm ready. Oh, are we waiting on me? I thought everybody, I thought no, everybody was on I the same it. timer. No, no, everyone's on the same timer. All right. Okay, so, very good. Okay, if we're all good to go, Sarah, are you good? Yeah. Andrew, what genre have you picked for our game? Pirate. Oh, on the pirates. high seas, pirates. Amazing. High seas, pirates. Okay. Sarah, what is the adjective? Charming. Amazing. Okay, so we've got <laughs> charming. Charming. Okay, and Drew, give us a location that's not going to fit with either of these things. <laughs> grocery store. Excellent. <laughs> grocery store. Oh, it's a sample of cheese you've been Fantastic. And this is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> Next, in the same turn order, each player must make one statement about the world of the game. As per the core tenets, whatever they say becomes true about the world. The players and the GM must then work together and use these facts to form a more complete picture of the world. All right, so now we're going to go round again. So it's going to go the same order. So it's going to go Andrew, Sarah and Drew. And I want you to make a statement about this world, this this charming high seas pirate setting that will include a grocery shop in it or a grocery store in it. Whatever you say, and again, I, I have to hold my, <laughs> my heart on this one, is true, okay? So mm. it's going to be a short thing so that it could be something like there's no such thing as the colour blue and it is just true. So you get like a freebie of like uh, creating this world. So Andrew, first sort of core tenant of this world, what is true about this world? Hmm... <laughs> everyone is a little drunk excellent yep everyone is always a little drunk and that, i'm guessing that's all ages all, all genders. ages all yep. genders and <laughs> and humanity is all oh, across yes i love that it's like everyone's had at least two pints okay that's right. all right so that's our first time everyone is slightly drunk sarah what would be your tenant what is true about this world I would say that the fruit that grows in this world mm -hmm. is extremely large and they're very oversized. Oversized fruits. Okay. We're oversized honest. fruits and vegetables. Perfect. I love it because pirates are all about scurvy, so we're going to go well with that. No, there is no scurvy. As a, as a result, as a ramification, scurvy does not exist in this universe over, as over, the oversized <laughs> fruits. Oversized fruit and veg. Fantastic. All right. And bring us home, Drew. What is true about this world? Parrots are as smart as people. Oh, no. That NPC is going to come out, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Parrots are as smart as people. Great. So our, our three main tenets for this world, that is what well, we believe is true, is that everyone is slightly drunk. There are oversized fruit and veg and parrots are as smart as people. I love it. I love it. Next, creating characters. <laughs> Players. 
players roll 2d6 and then create their characters, one at a time, starting with the player who rolled the highest. This player describes what character they want to be. They now make up four skill verbs that apply to their character. One skill that they're amazing at, which is a plus two. One skill that they're good at, a plus one. One skill they're bad at, a minus one. And finally, one skill they're horrible at, which is a minus two. The player should use these skills to help paint a picture of who their character is. Once the first player is done, the next player repeats the process, but this time has to invent four completely new skill verbs for their character. The third player repeats the process again, and again has to come up with four new skill verbs for their character. After all the players have created their characters and set their skills, the GM must then add four additional skill verbs to fill out whatever might be missing in the session. They must try to call back to the established setting and come up with skill verbs that help flesh out the world. These 16 skills are the only types of roles the players are allowed to make in the game, so all the challenges must revolve around these skills. Every player has access to these skills, and if they don't have a bonus from the character creation, then that skill starts off as a plus zero. Alright, we're now going to go on to character creation, so I want everyone again to roll 2d6 for me, and then we'll go in order of highest to start people's characters. Five and three. So that's an eight for Sarah. Twelve for me. Whoa. Drew going from last to first. Uh, five and six. Five and six. And uh, oh, so this is a complete flip around. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with Drew. So this is for all of you. I'll give you I'll give you some time to think on this one. So I want you to think of a character you would like to play in this world. I will say this, they don't have to be pirates. <laughs> they can they can be influenced by the setting. They can be pirates in nature but you know it's something that why would they be here we've had games where they you know they've come from a different world there are aliens or they are just concepts of happiness or anything like that so you can play anything like that so i want you to think of a character i think of like a quick short bio for it and then i want you to think of four skills that they have and it's gonna be one skill that they're amazing at one skill that they are good at one skill that they are bad at and something that they're horrible at and what I will say that we'll all have the same skills for everyone. So when Drew is finished, you will also have those four skills, but at zero. Good, good, bad, horrible. And what was the fourth? Amazing, good, bad, oh. and horrible. So amazing is going to be a plus two. Good is a plus one. Bad is a minus one. And horrible is a minus two. So have, okay. a, have a think. So yes, yeah, so what I'm asking you to do is get a character, a quick bio of what they are, and four skills that they have, two of which they're, they're positive and two of which are negative. Copy. I'm ready. I think. Oh, I, oh well, wow! You're, you're on it. You're on it. Okay. I'm gonna wing it. I'm gonna wing my four skills just so that uh to keep things moving. Sounds good. All right. So, what's your character, Drew? What's what's your character's name? My name's Randy the Butcher. Excellent, Randy the Butcher. Fantastic. Uh, I'm amazing at uh chopping. <laughs> yep. I'm good at naming parts of meats. Yep. 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 Uh, I'm <laughs> bad at uh forgiveness. <laughs> And I'm horrible at uh, remembering names. So yeah, so you will get a plus one to chopping, a plus, uh, sorry, a plus two to chopping, plus one to naming parts of meat, uh, minus one for uh, forgiveness, and minus two for forgetting people's names. And those four skills, Sarah and Andrew, you will also have, but you'll have a zero in those just now, just so you know, so write those down. Tell us a bit about Randy the Butcher, whilst those other two are writing them down. Yeah, what, what do they look like? Randy the Butcher is a, a, a 
very uh, large man standing at about six seven, but uh, yeah. isn't very strong. He's gaunt, uh, rail thin, and um, one eye, obviously, as obviously. a pirate, <laughs> as a pirate butcher, used to be, uh, used to be um, like a butcher of humans, but has since gotten into like was known as Randy the Butcher before being. He's a former pirate turned grocer. Yeah, he works at the butcher counter at the pirate grocery store. Uh, he's kind of like the um, the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. He takes no guff from anyone. <laughs> and, but the problem is, is that I can't remember names. And so my customers, anytime that they come in, even if they're a regular, I'm like, oh, it's... Uh, shit and then you're always snapping uh, and hey, i'm always <laughs> snapping and i'm always getting orders wrong and not remembering anybody's names but i'm also terrible at forgiveness and so like i just refuse i refuse to apologize anytime that i'm incorrect i can already tell randy's gonna be quite a character for this adventure yeah. fantastic okay we're now gonna go to sarah sarah right. what is your character gives a bit of a bio and, and what are the skills they have i'm daisy the apple farmer Excellent. <laughs> uh, I supply the apples to the grocery store and we make all our cider there. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up this accent the whole time. Oh, well, we'll be, t- we'll be testing you uh, this whole time. <laughs> what are your skills, Daisy? I am very, very good at throwing and catching and collecting all the apples. <laughs> throwing and catching, yep. I'm quite good at stomping because sometimes we stomp our own apples for the cider. Stomping? I think that's yeah. how you make cider. Sure, in this world we Stop do, yes. Apples. Sure, sure, sure do. Yeah, yeah it, it works for wine, so why not apples? <laughs> I'm not very good at haggling. Okay. And like charisma talking to the shop folk. Mm-hmm. And I am don't have any strength at all. No, you're, you are... Very, uh, you're, I am very weak. <laughs> you are weak. Uh, yeah, let's... How about no upper body strength? So uh, upper body strength is the skill, so the minus two to that. All right, so yeah, so... True to life. Sad times. Uh, for, for Drew and Andrew then, so the four skills that you'll have in zero is throwing and catching, stomping, haggling, and upper body strength. And those are all at zero as well. All right, let's bring us home, Andrew. What is your character you're bringing to the table? What are the four skills? I am slightly more conceptual... Okay. I am <laughs> I am the wind. Excellent. <laughs> and you can call me Wendy if you'd like if you'd like. The wind. Wendy to his friends. <laughs> that's right. Wendy Wendy to my friends. I am the wind. I am as old as uh as uh, as time itself. Yep. Uh I, I've been around, I've seen things, uh yep. I've seen it all. And so I am very good at blowing and moving. Yep. That's what I'm very good at. Yeah. Uh, I'm decently good at persuading. So my I can very much whisper in your ear and 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 you know get you to go on a call of adventure. Um, and uh not good at being still uh, <laughs> as, as the wind is uh usually yeah. want to do. And uh I'm very bad at giving instructions. So I am just I am absolute dog shit at giving any type of uh, uh you know uh, uh, instructions directions any of that kind of thing i i am uh you know as the wind wind blown myself so uh, that's 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 my story fantastic all right so yeah so you'll have a plus two in blowing and moving i'd say whispering for your second one so that's uh, yeah. you're good at that you're not so good at stillness i yes. guess you're constantly you're bopping and jiving so yeah, yeah i see that and then finally giving instructions as a minus two so yeah just for those other folk yeah so you have those four skills as well at zero 
it says in the rules, I now have to find four other skills that cover everything else. And you guys have done a quite a number. Uh, <laughs> there's very niche skills of naming parts of meat and stomping and upper body strength and <laughs> blowing and moving. I guess it's pirates. So I will say the, another skill would be uh, swimming. You might need to swim. Following pirate code would be another one. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, why not? I, I, I saw that thought. And, uh, finding booty. There you go. Sure. <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, uh, drinking grog. There's another one. So that you, those are the four of the ones. So that was, what did I say, chaps? I forgot. Sw- swimming, pirate swimming. code, finding booty, drinking grog. Perfect. Thank you. Whenever a player wants to accomplish something difficult or the GM throws a challenge in their way, the player must roll 2d6 plus their bonus point for any given skill to determine their success. A 10 to 12 is a success. The player gets exactly what they want. A 7 to 9 is a mixed success. The player gets partially what they want or at a cost. And finally, six or less is a failure. The player fails to get what they want. Once the setting and characters have been created, the GM is given five minutes to jot down notes and ideas before the game begins. The game should begin in the middle of the action. The GM must think up an exciting scenario within the world that's been established to drop the players into. When the GM is ready to begin the game, they must begin with the opening line, You awaken in a strange place. So um, just before we go, because I'm going to have I have at least three minutes to try and come up with an adventure. That's when I'm going to get you guys to sort of uh, chat amongst yourselves whilst I do that. But I just want to say that the main mechanic of this, using your 2D6, at any time there comes a point where you're like, I'm going to do an action and it is probably in some doubt. You can say, I'm going to do this action. I'll go, cool, I'll need you to roll 2D6. And you, there are three levels to this. You have a six and under is a complete failure. A seven to nine is a mixed success. So you kind of get what you want, but I a cost but a 10 to 12 is a success and you'll have some skills so the plus two and plus one um they will definitely help but you also have minor skills as well if at any point you fail in a skill so say for example uh you failed at doing a stomping roll do a tally next to it and then the next time you roll a stomping roll you'll get a plus one to that roll uh-huh. So you, every time you fail, you'll add a plus one up to a maximum of two. So that, don't, don't worry. It's just to make sure you fail forward, if you see what I mean. Mm. And that's it. So I'm going to put three minutes on the clock for me to come up with a Good luck for you. Oh, Christ. Yeah. No, that's fine. So talk amongst yourselves. And I'll have a mishmash. I'd like yeah. to reiterate, this was your idea. So I mean, <laughs> you know hoisted what? by your own petard. I, I asked for chaos and it delivered. Thank you. So I'll be back with you in three minutes. I'm going to cut time myself on this. So please talk amongst yourselves. I was going to ask, uh, what were what were your um, uh, the the apple the apple farmer? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, what, what character's name and and your skills? Sorry, I didn't uh, write them down. Daisy the apple farmer, uh, plus two for throwing and catching, okay. plus one for stomping, minus one for haggling, and minus two for upper body strength. I'm so curious as to what Fiona decides how big these apples are going to be. <laughs> like they're big. Like we understand that they're big in this universe, and but like 
the fact that you have no upper body strength makes me think like this girl be catching like beach ball sized yeah. apples and just getting obliterated every I, time. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm imagining, I'm imagining a lot of basket catches. So you're really just taking them to the, you're taking them to the chest, like yeah. stomach. Swinging yeah. around. Oh. Yeah. Covered in bruises. Yeah. Just with these. Uh, <laughs> absolutely battered. <laughs> tire sized apples. Yeah. Yeah. Or I end up just roll. If they're too big, I'll just roll them, roll there them back go. to the barn. I'm, I'm having some sort of flashback to like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Wasn't there some sort of giant James fruit? The giant peach. Maybe the. Oh, very good. Yeah, yes. This is, we, we've we've created a very uh, uh, roll doll. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, between the butcher Adventure. and the giant fruit. Yeah. yeah. And the wind. Everyone climbs and inside. The, and the, yeah, and some sort of esoteric comment, like the wind. Andrew, I will say, um, if you made a face that like a blowing, like a face, I feel like it it would be easy to Photoshop you onto one of those old pirate maps where the wind sure. has a face. Yeah. Like you have, yeah, you have a wind's face. Thank you. I, I, it's a compliment. They're always, yeah, sure. they're always like stern looking, but handsome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just need to, I just need to get a tattoo right here that says "Here be monsters." Yes, right here because like this this is a very because I'm the wind blowing here and then just like a serpent like right. over here, and then the waterfall is like down here. Some crack over, over, over the edge of the world. Yeah, exactly. Do you have tattoos? You have tattoos? No, not a one. Hmm. It's odd. I don't have any either. Uh, uh, I have seven. Sarah, you have seven. <laughs> I, I do. It's, I feel like it's it's a, a strange occurrence to meet folks who don't have them anymore. Yeah, I think like as well, I mean, I work in like a big open plan office and we've mm -hmm. recently taken in like a new intake of loads of young people. And I, I don't think there's a single one of them that started that hasn't got tattoos. Hmm. You wouldn't I, see I, it in the office like 10 years ago. <laughs> right, you gotta like do the long sleeves and cover up your neck. But yeah, uh, Roses, we've talked about this before. I My past self has always done me such a disservice. So I've never gotten a tattoo just because I don't want to be reminded of uh, my past self ruining my day. I'm just like, ugh, younger That's Drew is such a menace. I've definitely gone through phases of like, oh, I love this. Oh, I really hate this now. Oh, I love it again. It's okay. That memory's faded. That's like, <laughs> move on from that one. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is a case of like, I have nothing against tattoos or even getting them Same. on myself. I just like haven't ever like run across something that I was like, I want that on me forever. Yeah. I want to see uh, this every day. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you know what? I should just get one in a place that I can't see every day. So it's like, get one like back here or something. <laughs> I, feel, I uh, feel like I'd forget. And oh, then yeah. be shocked and just be like, oh, there's a horse back yeah. there. God. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did that for a little while. <laughs> Folks, I have an adventure for you. <laughs> Welcome back. That three minutes was quick. It was quick. It was very good. Yes. Prepared for a lot of puns. Okay. Uh, so, Randy, Daisy, and the wind, you awaken in a strange place. There is the creaking of floorboards with a light coming through as you all sort of awaken, including you, the wind, below decks of a massive ship. You can smell sort of the must and grime of several overripe peaches and bananas that happen to be up in a corner somewhere, uh, rolling around because they're far too big for boxes. And you're all sort of there uh, waking up and you realize you're all chained together. Including oh you, the wind. Even the wind. <laughs> Including you, the wind. <laughs> Weirdly, when you look at the wind, it's almost like Predator style, invisible. But there is something there. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of shape. 
and you yeah. look down and you you're covered that there's like um a ball and chain on one side but you're all sort of chained together in a sort of open area with a cell and there's no one else around what would you guys like to do hmm mm. We're in the we're below decks on a boat. Yeah, you can definitely feel like the ocean, like sort of oh, moving at, side to side. At, yeah, at sea. Rocking. I just, okay. I, I just want to get some context. Fruit. Yeah, there's like fruit rolling. Like... Do we know each other? No. <laughs> Conveniently. Oh. Okay. Hello, strangers. <laughs> Hello. That yeah, I I think the first thing I want to do is make formal introductions. Hello, I'm a primordial force. Uh, <laughs> Good to meet you. I'm a butcher. I'm a farmer. Normal introductions I had. I do not yes. believe that these apples and rolling around rotten peaches and fruit are mine. They don't look like mine. No, and you would know Daisy because normally you have your Daisy's fruit farm sticker all over them, like a big sort of something that you'd have on the back of a laptop, like big, big sell. They're not on these fruit at all. No. Not, there's no apple, mm. none of your apples mm. here. No, not got my mm. stamp on it. No, no. I'd, I'd like to go above deck just to see what's going on. Are we allowed to? to we're chained. Up. Yeah, you're all chained we, together with one ball, big uh, chain ball with you. So you can. But can you, I you ask <laughs> the wind to blow us up on top of the top deck? Blow the ball up to the to the top deck. I I'm and I'm now very confused because if I'm down here, who is moving the ship? <laughs> Who's moving the boat? Yeah, that is really this concerning. Is, this is very concerning. Yep. Uh, Somebody you know, is doing your job, and you don't like it. As a as a force of nature, someone. Yep or something is doing my job. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take a deep breath yeah. and uh, go ahead and try to blow this uh, giant ball that we're all chained to toward uh, the, the, the stairs leading out of the, the hold. Yeah, I need you to roll 2d6 and add plus two because you're using your blowing and moving skill and let me know what you get. I got an eight. An eight is a mixed success. You start to blow and the ball again <laughs> rolls and you all sort of shuffle along and it takes an inordinate about amount of time to get there. But when you get to the stairs, you're like, you're all out of puff essentially. And you look up and the stairs itself, it looks very steep and very high. You don't think you're gonna be able to blow up the chain ball up the stairs. Mm. But you have got out, you've got to the stairs at least. And actually you're all looking up, you can hear the sound of seagulls crying. You hear shouts like, no, they can't. Captain! And people running about on deck. I think I heard an avast. If I'm oh, not yes. mistaken, I a heard thousand, an avast. Yes, yar! Several times. Yes. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Mm. My word. Um, oh. We're still chained together. My blowing, I, folks, I gotta apologize. I, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what happened to me. Maybe it was from being uh, unconscious below deck. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I you, thought I... you are not used to this. You're an entity. Having a corporeal form and being confined to places is is just something you'll need to get used to. The wind. Yeah, this is uh, this is out of my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> can we? Can I call you Wendy? Are we on a friend's basis now that we're all chained together? Below you know what? This listen, deck? since we are all chained together uh, in a predicament that we have no memory of how we got into, we're we can go ahead and assume that we're friends now. Very good. Thank you so much. <laughs> call me Wendy. Listen, we're all we're all in this together. Now, with Drew's chopping skills, sorry, with Randy's chopping skills, hmm. are these chopping skills with weapons only, or can he just use his arms? Whatever way, whatever way you interpret it. just karate chopping. chopping. Mm. General chopping, yeah. Anything that involves a swift motion downward, I feel like I'd, I'd be fine at. Yeah. Can you chop us through to the next room to see if there's an easier escape? Through, through the wall, eh? Yeah. Okay. 
Can you chop through what? these planks? I think I'd like to chop. Let's chop. All right, 2d6 plus two, because that's your chopping skill, and let me know the result. I rolled a four and a six, and then I'm plus two, so I would be That's a 12. 12. That is yeah. successful. So you're about to chop through the wall, but realize you are probably below decks. So chopping right. through the wall will probably allow water to get in. So mm. maybe you redirect it, and you chop the chain ball in half. And it instantly, you all, all your, your manacles and stuff pop open and you are all free to be with the wind. You sort of go, oh, oh. ah, there we go. I can stretch my self. Yes, yes. <laughs> stretch your clouds. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very exactly. much like Mr. Fantastic, if you think about it a little bit, a little bit like that. But yes, you are yeah. free of your manacles. You're welcome. I'm sorry, I've forgotten both of your names. <laughs> Easy. All right, Windy, we're friends. The wind. All oh, right, I'm so sorry. The wind. The wind, thank you. Oh, masterful wind. But yeah, so you're all free down in this sort of this belly of the sort of beast. And like you can see now when you're closer to the steps, again, you can see more fruit around here. They've got lots of uh, like pummets of, of grapes. You've got watermelon, a massive watermelon. And then like Ooh. lots of lots of uh, like different sized peaches, <laughs> uh, different sized peaches, all of different size, all of them slightly overripe. There's that pungent sweet smell mm. as well. But yeah, above you here, like a vast they're gaining, Captain, etc. Oh, that that sounds that sounds like we're we're being chased. People are after us, from what I can hear from upstairs. I'm getting so, big Gulliver's Gulliver's Travels energy here with the various fruits and things being chased in boats, etc. Are we in any danger from these fruits rolling around, maybe, and uh, rolling over us? Uh, it seems to be, uh, you know, instead of loose cannons, we have uh, loose uh, cherries and Ooh. stuff. <laughs> hmm. I would say. Because as as it is overright, uh, oversized fruit is a part of this world. You've all been on safety courses, knowing how to handle big fruit. Ah, copy that. So you're done. okay. You're you're not going to be like, oh no. So you're you're aware of safety in the workplace. Even the wind is aware of, of falling. We, we all watched that film strip in fourth grade on giant fruit safety. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you 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 know how to handle fruit, so to speak. We can dodge okay. our way out. Exactly. You've been in those situations before. Lots of close things so yeah especially daisy who is a, a apple father so she's probably got it covered it's the way i keep wanting to lean into the face blindness bit and say like who but I'm, <laughs> uh, we're free we could go up we could just go up on deck could we collect some of these fruits in order to use potentially depending on the situation on deck daisy's throwing and catching skills because we might need to take out a couple folks Absolutely. So yeah, um, I will give you free free range. What kind of fruit do you want to take up? E each of you can carry one big bit of fruit. What fruit would you like to take up? And this is where you oh. Google search <laughs> most <laughs> unusual fruit. <laughs> I'd like I'd like a very uh, I'd like a, a good softball size grape, please. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so you get one. It's got it's uh, seeded or unseeded. You've seeded. Got, I need, yeah, I, need yeah, to have, so I need to hit somebody good. with it. If I'm if I'm decking somebody. Yeah, you get it. It's not. I, I'd say it's maybe a little bit bigger than a softball itself, but it's got it's, it's like a bowling ball essentially. It's not got the the weight of it, but it's definitely like that sort of easy chuck it uh, underarm. Because that's clearly not what you're going to do. All right, what about the rest of you? What other fruit are you going to take up with you? I am going to go for a pomegranate. Ooh. Oh, that's what I, that was. That was going to be mine. Yeah. Mm. yeah, easy enough. You get like a big sort of pomegranate. You sort of maybe tear into it. You got a few of the little, almost like red gems, as it were. And actually, as you look mm. down, there's so many of these beautiful things, about the size of a little bullet. So you think you'll be, you'll be good to uh, throw them, almost like ball bearings as well. So you could use them to scatter things. So absolutely. Mm. So yeah, you have pomegranates. 
All right, Andrew, what are you thinking? What is what is the wind planning to take up with them? I am going to take up a banana. Okay. Uh, in, in hopes that someone might uh, mistake it for a gun. That someone might mistake it for some sort of like rifle. A, a rifle-sized banana? Yeah. A, mus- a musket, sure, sure. You a can musket, find, a musket. You can find one that's got like a squishy end, it's a bit brown, and you're like, yeah. Oh, and listen, and listen, if push comes to shove, I will squeeze one end of this. And we've all seen cartoons. When you squeeze one end of a banana, the other side fires out. So sure. th- this is in some ways also, it also, is a gun. I feel like I feel like, yeah, and if we peel the banana and throw it on deck, that's just a slippery situation waiting to happen. Exactly. Uh, a, a banana. Nature's musket. That's what <laughs> I nature, nature's blunderbuss uh, is uh, the banana. So I'm taking a banana. Fantastic. So tooled up with fruit, you ascend the stairs. And again, it gets to a point where you sort of go up, you maybe maybe you're stealthing a little bit to get up. That's a good point. What order are people going in? Like what's your marching order going up the hmm. stairs? Because it is it is, I'd say, about five feet across. So you're sort of slowly making your way. You don't want to be necessarily side by side. You want to get some angle. Who's going first? I would vote the wind as he's the least conspicuous. <laughs> With a massive banana floating in the air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm presuming uh, harder to hit. Also yes. true. Possibly. I, I uh, vote to burst through the doors of this place. Of course. <laughs> with a banana in hand and yeah. yeah, make, you know, get us out of this hole. Fantastic. All right. So the wind is going first and then uh, Randy or Daisy, who would like to go next? Charge up next with my pomegranate bullets. Very good, yeah. and I'll follow. I'll follow in the back, uh, armed, locked and loaded, ready to, ready to hit someone with one large seeded <laughs> grape. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're just happy to be there. I think I'm at this just point. excited, man. <laughs> yeah. So you go up. You like slow motion. Like, <laughs> you're hearing more shouts and more seagull noises, and like, Captain, they're gaining on us. And the wind, you burst through. And you see a terrible sight. The huge deck of this huge pirate ship with various sails are completely covered in what looks like netting of the plastic kind, like sort of very fine things, but it's over all the things. There are people trapped in the netting going, no, no, they're gaining. And you turn and you see to the side of you another ship, but emblazoned on it, you see the name of it. It says Trader Joe's. And you know Trader Joe's is the worst pirate of the seeds because they force fruit off on all, all that net for unreasonable high prices. Oh no! And clearly they are they are trying to stop whatever ship you're on. And you're looking around. There is there is <laughs> bursts of various I don't know uh, potatoes as it's being fired out of the cannon. Big holes in the ships aren't happening. It is chaos. And you look like you're about to be boarded by several <laughs> assistants in the in the green apron like hi happy to help with mm. big knives about to come over what are the three of you doing mm. uh i think that uh you know in my mind i'm very confused because we were trapped under we were locked up chains yes. in, the, in, in the hold of the ship right but everyone on the ship is in duress mm-hmm. so whose mm. side are we on are we right. on Trader Joe's side? Because maybe they're coming to rescue us. That would make that would make us if, if we switch sides, that would make us <laughs> Traitor Joe's. Oh. oh I gotta go. That's all my time. Well, that's uh, you. Uh, it's time. Done. Uh, yep. So I I'm 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 uh, racking my um <laughs> racking my oxygen molecules, thinking what 
Whose side, whose side are we on, friends? We need to gain some information from people. That's right. Mm. I'm pretty good at persuading. Yeah, I was going to say, Daisy, you would, you, you would know more about this because you are one of those people that go into shops. You have never set foot in a Trader Joe's. You don't, you don't, agree, with the, you don't agree with their ethos. <laughs> we just have <laughs> local shops for local people around here. Exactly. Even though that's, that's what Trader Joe's and Trizer does, but they don't really. They don't, you know, you don't trust them. So you're aware there's a big mistrust there for you. But for the mm. rest, who knows? They are just a big force on the seas. So yes, so what would you like to do? So that there are people coming over that they're about to board. You can hear them shout various generic catchphrases like ahoy and stop in the name of love. Uh, uh -huh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what would you guys like to do? Like you want to find information? You can see if there's somebody uh, on, on, on the ship here that you could talk to, or if you want to talk to the uh, Trader, Trader Joe's or Trader Joe's uh, coming across. I would like to. Yeah whisper in the captain of this ship's ear to yeah. tell our party what's going on. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so that's going to be a plus one because you're using whispering. Uh, roll the 2d6 and tell me what you get. Five and four plus one. A ten, so you just succeed. You find the captain, a sort of woman with big spectacle glasses and a, a captain's hat <laughs> askew a little bit on the ship's steering wheel, and, and she's like, oh, um... I'm so sorry. We we picked you up, and we just we weren't sure what what uh, what pirate uh, uh, allegiance you are. So we we are we're Aldi. We're <laughs> we're just we're just a, a local independent shop. We, we've just changed the canvas bags and everything, and we're just out on a. And she pulls out a a big sort of map that's sort of tattered, and you look, and it's actually made of old receipts have been stitched together, ah, and on the back mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a sort of leads around various landmarks and there's a big cross right yes we're trying to find the lost treasure of the whoops counter and we think trader joe's is after it because all they want is expensive prices for their fruits and they can't have us they've gunned down every other ship please you have to help <laughs> us <laughs> this old lady with like big glasses like looking up to you to the wind an apple farmer and a butcher well you've well, come to the right place yeah i've uh... not gone anywhere <laughs> my ship <laughs> Happy to help, though I am terrible at forgiveness, but I'll, I'll allow it this once. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so what would you like to do? Again, they're, they're starting to board. Uh, they make stuff She looks terrified, but she's on the wheel, so you're still going with the wind at your pace, so you possibly could outrun them, but you're going to have to do something to stop them boarding. If you, wish to, if you wish to be a part of the ship... I think we should stick with this ship, stick with the small folk, mm. and potentially put some wind in the sails and also chuck out some ammo to slow them down coming across on their planks and trying to swing across to us. Agreed. In their pirate ways. Agreed. So, all right, which, uh, so three of you, you're doing one action each, I think, if you're trying to help them not board. So let's go with Daisy first. What are you doing to help the ship at this moment in time? I will throw ammo at those swinging across from Trader Joe's. So you're gonna you're gonna throw various you're gonna get your uh, pomegranate seeds and you're just gonna like smitter yes. them into the air. Okay, so that's what you're doing. We'll yeah. come to you in a second. Uh, uh, Randy, what are you doing? I, I'm gonna yell out different parts of meat that people should cut at as the people are boarding the ship because I'm very good at naming meat parts. So I'm gonna say like that's the jugular and that's the femoral artery, and so that way uh, death is certain. Brilliant. So you're you're naming meats like as an insult or almost like threatening them. Like I'm gonna yeah. cut this bit of you. I'm gonna cut yeah. that bit of you. Yeah. Get, I'm, also telling, I'm also telling the other crew people on the boat where to cut the other folks so that they have Perfect. a good idea. Oh, I love that. Okay, and then, and then yeah. the wind or windy, what are you doing? 
I'm going to blow these sails. I'm going to do what I, I, was, I was born to do. Fantastic. Is move oh. this ship, only the <laughs> ship. I'm going right into our sails and our sails only. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go in that order then. So, uh, Daisy, roll 2d6 for me, and you are doing uh, throwing and catching. I've got 10. 10. So that's a success. So you dig in deep, and you just, like, almost <laughs> machine gun fire with your hands, and you just hear lots of, like, Wilhelm screams of, ah! As people <laughs> fall into the water uh, and they splash, 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 and you can just hear like, "No, oh, I don't know, one of your five a day." Stuff, various fruit things they shout out loud. So yes, you managed to stop the most of the onboarding stuff from happening. But then we'll go to Randy. So Randy, roll for me. All right. Uh, <laughs> roll um, naming parts of meat, uh, which I believe is a plus one. A four and a three plus one would be eight for eight. me. So a mixed success. Ah, oh, so, damn it. No, but it, it's okay. So you're 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 stopping the invasive forces. They're sort of coming on, and you're like, no, the jugular, no, uh, the the tra the trapezoid, no, the thigh, and you have often have someone go back to you. Sorry, I think you mean the spine. And you're like, no, and you, you're having to come. You know, it's teaching people on the job, and you're uh, like, yes, don't have mm. time for that. But finally, we have the wind. So the wind, you're rushing up the sort of the, the little rope ladder thing. You're at the top, and you're just like, this is my big thing, and you're gonna blow. So two d six for me, please. Five and three plus two. Plus two. So ten, you succeed, and with a mighty sort of the good ship Aldi moves forward. And you, you sort of lead a bit, a bit, the sort of last maining uh, Traitor Joes get sort of thrown overboard and they're like, hooray! <laughs> yeah, we'll help scream off. And the captain uh, thanks you. She says, thank you so much. Look, I, we just need your help. We just need to get past this final sort of mark. And then the whoops counter, we're happy to share with you the treasure. We'll, we'll get you back to dry land. Please, you just have to help us get past the last thing. Got it, Captain. I Okay. Uh... Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm over here, Randy. And you're like, ah, oh, you oh, turn around. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So you sort of make your way. It's, and it gets in, late into the evening. The crew start to trust you all because you all helped with sort of the pushing the ship forward. So conveniently, for the story purposes, you're all left on watch together. Um, you sort of, <laughs> you make your way through it and it becomes still and calm. And the wind, you're, you're trying to work out this whole time who is blowing the wind and it has stopped at this point. And you are looking around and trying to work it out and suddenly... <laughs> One tentacle, two tentacle, three tentacles appear around the ship, but each tentacle is holding like a, like what looks like a, a spear with many different sized fruit in it. Yes, it is the dreaded fruit salad kraken that's come to attack. Oh no! The good ship Aldi. You can see horrible, like big eyes, like as it sort of wakes up, and it's all it sort of screams fruit. I need sustenance, and it's sort of like pushing away in the wind and so alarm bells are going up, but you three are stood on deck watching this happen what would you like to do i'd like to uh chop meat parts chop no uh, yeah i'm just I'm, sorry i got naming meat i've got my notes confused yep. i'm good at chopping and yes. also good at naming meat parts so i'd yes. like to chop chop how would you like to chop you see these tentacles they can that you can easily sort of reach them but you might have to jump off the ship and start like karate chop them or if you've got a i knife feel like i mean i've got a I, I feel like as a butcher i always have some sort of knife on me so i'd like yeah. to 
do like a flying leap and then just a lot of chopping, uh, thrashing about out into the waves. Absolutely. Yeah, you have a proper butcher's knife that's just at your mm -hmm. thing. Uh, up until this point has not been used because you thought it's not the time, but now it no, is no, the time. I, previously, I was telling people what to do. Now I'm ready to... It you, just, if anything, I, you were pointing with the butcher's knife. Right, and so that's why yes. people were quite frightened by it. Absolutely. Everyone was very annoyed. Yes, you're like, actually, that's a, that's a big danger on an open shit like that. Just do what I say. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So yeah, if you're, you're chopping... 2d6 plus 2. Right. A 12 plus 2, 14. Oh, you slice and dice through at least three fruit tentacles on, on the right-hand side. You manage to skip back to the ship, and it's like, I just wanted some citrus fruit. And it's definitely damaged on one side. And so you've definitely succeeded, and it's, it's abated for now, but it's still around the ship. Uh, Windy and Daisy, what are you thinking? What are you planning on doing? I'm thinking I need to start stomping on some tentacles. Right. How are you, how are you doing that? <laughs> Just... uh, every time a tentacle kind of lashes down on the boat, I just... Mm -hmm jump on it and start stamping down like a child in a muddy puddy, muddy puddle. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Love it. All right. Do a stomping check for me. So that's going to be a plus one. So 2d6 plus one. Tell me what you get. Seven plus one, so eight. Eight. So that is a mixed success. So you go, you do a proper jump, and you you're you're you've got proper Doc Martins on the, the famous staple of all farmers. Uh <laughs> you mm -hmm. you stamp down and you can feel that like, you can feel something. I mean, there's no bones and crackers, you feel something break. Uh, <laughs> and then suddenly you feel around you another tentacle and the smell of sweet sort of like like the peach syrup like cherry syrup as this tentacle with another fruit skewer curls around you and picks you off the boat so mm. you've done some damage to it but you are currently in its clutches all right the wind <laughs> windy <laughs> this is happening all around you what would you like to do i think i would like to uh we, do, I, I still have that banana from earlier. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't. You didn't use it. So I presume you've had it. it. You've had it on your person this whole time. I've got. I've got my banana from earlier. And one thing we know what bananas do is they yeah. make other fruit go bad. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> because of uh, uh, a gas that bananas release, and so what I'm going to do as the wind yeah. is collect all this gas from that <laughs> banana and use it to rot the fruit of this kraken that it has on its skewers. So I'm going to ruin its skewer uh, uh, tentacle that it's got around uh, Daisy uh, to try to do some, I'm gonna try to rot the fruit on all of its uh, you're tentacles. Trying, you're trying to rot it with your with your breath, because that's what, that's what exactly, you're telling me. Exactly, with all the right, banana, with my banana gas. Your banana gas. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, whatever chemical that is. Sure. Yeah, I'll go with blowing and moving. I can't think of other justification. I can't use pirate code on this. So yeah, go for it. Yeah. Plus two, two d six, and let me know what you get. Four and four. Plus two, uh, eight. Oh, you guys are doing amazing. That's a that's a success. Daisy, you're feeling this this horrible sickliness. And you're like, is this the way I'm going to go? And then suddenly there's a horrible putrid smell, and suddenly all this fruit rots around you, and you manage to be able to pick yourself out and like sort of pop out uh like off back of the van and you just hear no <laughs> she was going to help me oh and no <laughs> the kraken's turn the kraken um it, it takes those three tentacles go away that the very kindly that uh randy completely dismembered and then mm -hmm. the kraken sort of like 
does almost like a free willy flip over the top of the of the ship and so you all look up and you just see this horrible mass coming down of you like the up end of a fruit ball slowly coming down on the ship i would like you all to make a let's say let's say swimming check as you're all going to jump off of the boat and that's going to be a plus zero so it's just 2d6 oh three i got three 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 four and one Oh, a five. So yes, so all failures. So everyone mark that one failure in swimming so that next time you'll get a plus one to it. And uh, you take a little bit of damage. Everyone has 10 HP, which I said at the beginning. So you take three juice damage, I'll say. Some horrible oh, no. fishy juice. It gets all in your hair. It gets in all your stuff. The wind, it gets in all the places you didn't realize you had stuff in. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the good ship Aldi sinks. It breaks apart. <laughs> And you see bits of fruit and crates everywhere, like happy to help. Uh, canvas bags, which you can see Paul at all. <laughs> like the it's cabin boy. Off. The cabin boy set going for it goes, no, it's just paper. It's all made of paper. And <laughs> but you managed to, ha- like, all three of you conveniently, again, for story purposes, you managed to get onto sort of the, the bow of the ship, the, where the, sort of the figurehead would be. And you mm-hmm. look, and it's just a giant Aldi sign. Uh, <laughs> you're just holding on to the free exit. And you, rest of the night, you, you sort of get tossed and turned in the ocean and you get swept up onto an island. And you maybe whoever has the map, I think I think Daisy, you sort of you know, scroll and you go, oh, we are here. We're at the secret island where the lost treasure of the whoops counter is. And it's currently quite quiet. It's morning. You can hear the, the ocean lapping at the thing. And it's sort of beautiful. Again, think of Treasure Island as actually a huge, beautiful island, sandy beach, sort of the palm trees and stuff. For, for traditional trope, you have a, a mountain that looks like a skull. <laughs> Just plays there. <laughs> Nothing ominous about that. No. Um, what would you guys like to do? I'd like to use my finding booty skill. Yes. How would you How would you like to go find booty for this? I think uh, we use the map, and then uh, maybe I use my chopping skills to dig a hole once we get to somewhere. Perfect. All right. So you're gonna you're gonna take charge on the fine booty skill. What I would say, what the other two can do for this, you can help with this. So is there another skill that you two can do separately that will give help to Randy's role? So Randy's gonna obviously look at the map and sort of like look around and stuff, and then try and find the stuff. But what can you do to help? Thinking I might just have a drink of grog, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Conveniently, you have yeah. like your your sort of cider. Uh, your fresh Ask. press, yeah. That you can just <laughs> pass around with it's thinking juice. So yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. we'll keep that. We'll keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, drinking grog is 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 good. I I can't consume uh, um, it just goes liquids. straight through you. Uh, I, I, straight I, through. I, I, I mean, unless you atomize it and create sort of a vapor from it, then I can like <laughs> sort of I cider can, cloud. I, yeah, if you create a cider cloud, that can I can I can I can deal with that. Uh, that I can I can take that into me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm decently good at persuading, and so mm-hmm. I'm going to be a, a a voice of encouragement in Randy's ear. I'm good. gonna I'm I'm going to give him the motivation and the stick-to-itiveness and the resolve. Good. You wouldn't say this is giving instructions at all, would you? Not getting instructions. No. no. I'm, 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 I'm terrible at giving instructions, but I am good. very good at saying, Randy, you're the best. You're the best in the biz, Randy. Keep going. Keep Fantastic. going. You know, yeah. you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. These, this doesn't seem very helpful. I can't remember your name and the other one. <laughs> okay, so I would like the wind to roll me 2d6 plus one for whispering. Daisy, could you then roll 2d6 
plus nothing for drinking grog. And let me know what you get. Got two and a five. So a seven. Uh, Grogging it up. Yeah, mixed success. Three and a four. Plus one because you're whispering. Uh, so it's an eight. So mixed success. Brilliant. So yes, yeah, so you do both help in your own way, which is exactly... <laughs> what we want for this so that means brandy you get a plus two for finding booty because these two managed to help you so roll 2d6 plus two i did uh, a a five and a five so 10 plus two it's a 12 it is a success so imagine as you will a montage of you you're going for there's a there's a sound of like uh, um daisy bringing out the flask offering it to windy going oh wait sorry (laughs) drinking on your behalf getting of course this whole time, I completely forgot. Everyone's slightly drunk. Slightly drunk, right. yeah. So, so that whole interaction was like, ahoy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that poor, that poor captain is like, ah! Uh, I don't know. But again, it's that sort of thing where drunks, when people are drunk speak, you understand perfectly. Outside, to the to the, the viewers at home, no one has, no, you have to be subtitled. So this whole film is, yeah, this whole film has been subtitled as a result. So yeah, so you have a whole montage where you three are drunkenly stumbling through the jung- jungle, <laughs> drinking I need a hero! <laughs> I'm falling up for a hero to the end of the night! Like, yeah, yeah there's exactly. De- there's definitely a bit where part of the, another film's been put in where you're doing a uh, uh, Temple of Doom and you're all in a cart randomly. <laughs> <from that. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, it's a shopping cart though, yeah, right? It's a shopping cart. Of course yeah. it is. Absolutely. Oh yeah. They, oh, I couldn't make it better myself. And then you get one of us is in the child seat. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. There's yes. a, yeah you have a whole number of other trolleys coming behind you with other people sort of shouting, and you're like, "Bye!" As you as you have managed to find the lost treasure of the whoops counter, which as you open it up. Uh, <laughs> It's got many stickers on. Uh, it's in the fridge section, and it's the only thing I could think of. But it is, uh, it is a smashed avocado spread ready for toast. Hey. Brilliant! <laughs> a smashed avocado spread. Yes! And that. What more could we want? And that is the end of you awaken in a strange place. Thank you Very so much. much. We did it. We guys, brunch is back on. <laughs> the millennial, the millennial dream realized. It Avocado is. toast for all. Ronin podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were Andrew Rojas, Drew Saplin, and Sarah Duracott. This episode's RPG was You Awaken in a Strange Place, a fully improvised RPG for four players by Jacob Andrews. You can find out more information about the game on itch.io. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.